0: Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. Um, This is my first podcast using my fancy new Rodecaster Pro equipment. Uh, So hopefully it sounds good. I'm still figuring out all these fancy buttons. Um, But anyways, on today's podcast, I want to talk about um, the power of God's word and really that how no word from God is impossible of fulfillment. And I just want to inject some faith into you today. Um, maybe you're listening to this and you are believing God for something specific in your life. Maybe you're believing God for a, a child that's away from the Lord to come back. Maybe you're believing for um, a family member to be saved. Maybe you're believing for a relationship to be, be restored. Maybe you're believing God for a spouse or, or a home or a car or, or provision for something. And um, and so I want to just share with you today out of God's word Just about the faithfulness of God that really when you have a word from God and maybe it's a scripture about something you're believing for or maybe it's something that the Lord has spoken to you specifically or a vision that he's given you for your life or what you're called to do. And I just want to encourage you today that whatever God has spoken to you, whatever promise that you're standing on, that God is faithful to bring his word to pass no matter how it looks in the natural he, the Bible says that God's word is what created the universe out of nothing. So you don't, God doesn't need to work with anything in the natural. He creates what is visible out of things that are invisible. Like it says in Hebrews chapter 11. And so I want to start by reading this story in Luke chapter one. And this is such a great story really to illustrate this because Mary, you know, she received a word from, from, from the Lord which seemed totally impossible in the natural. And so sh- I want to read this to you. So this is Luke 1. Um, let's start at verse 31. This angel of the Lord appears to Mary and says, Listen, you will become pregnant and will give birth to a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. He will be great, and he will be called the Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give to him the throne of his forefather David, and And of his reign, there shall be no end. And Mary said to the angel, how can this be? So I want to pause right there. Because sometimes we may hear an awesome message about the word of faith or we may read a scripture or we may receive a word from the Lord or a prophetic word from a man of God or something. And we're thinking in our head, Lord, how can that be? Because in the natural, that doesn't make any sense. Because what Mary said here, she says, I've never had intimacy with a man as my husband. So, how in the world uh, am I going to become pregnant? That's what she's thinking. And that's usually what happens. When you receive a word from God, your brain begins to calculate in the natural how in the heck, what in the world is that going to happen? And I love what the angel's response is. And really, this is God's response to you today, if you're having those thoughts. Then the angel said to her, The Holy Spirit shall come upon you and you know i just like that answer because really sometimes you're asking the lord lord how in the world lord help me and his response is the holy spirit is going to come upon you because when the holy spirit comes upon you all things are possible because it's no longer your strength it's no longer you trying to strive and make something happen in the flesh, it's the spirit of God that comes upon you and empowers you to act in faith, to stand on God's word, because you really can't do it in the flesh. You can't muster up faith in the flesh. You can't, you know, you can't make God's word come to pass because usually it's something that's totally impossible in the natural. And that's how God likes to do it because he gets the glory. And so the angel, the angel says to her, the Holy Spirit will come upon you. The power of the most high will overshadow you. And so the holy thing, which shall be born of you shall be called the son of God. And so what does this mean? The thing that is born of you, and understand that the, the, the seed, the sperm of God is like the word of God. God's word is always likened unto a seed. So when you give birth, when you get impregnated with the word of God and you give birth to God's word, the thing that is born of you, uh, and stay with me here, the thing that is born of you or the testimony that you bear, it's going to be very obvious that it was born of God, that it's not something that you could have done for yourself. It's not something that you could have accomplished. When people look at what is produced in your life, they're gonna know that that was the result of the power of God, that God did it, that it was something that was born of God, that it's the glory of God. And, and you know, that's what's so powerful because if you can get the glory for it, then God's not in that. God wants the glory. And so that's why he says, for with God, nothing is ever impossible, and no word from God shall be without power or impossible of fulfillment. And then Mary said, let it be done unto me according to as you have said. And so that's a response of faith. And so you have to understand that whatever God has spoken to you, whatever word that you're standing on, you have to understand that there is absolutely no word from God that is void of power to be fulfilled. In the very word of God, it contains within itself the power to be manifested. But what you have to understand is, and I like that, you know, the Lord gives us these, these pictures of how God's word is. It's like, it's like being impregnated. And what is, when you get pregnant, when you conceive a child, if you gave birth to that child in two months or that day, you would have a major problem on your hands because it was not the appointed time to give birth to that thing. So what you have to understand is that there's a process. Whenever there is a seed, and God's word is always likened unto a seed, there's a process. There is a a time when the harvest of that seed is gonna come to pass. If you don't go through the nine months of pregnancy that's going to develop that word, that word grows on the inside of you. The seed, the sperm, it grows on the inside of you. And that's a very precious time. And you you don't want to um, rush that time. And so I want you to understand that when God gives you a word, when God gives you a promise with it, there is an appointed time for that thing to be manifested in your life. And you don't want to get ahead of God. And this is very important to understand. And and I want to bring to light also Uh, I'm not going to go through and read all this, but in 1 Corinthians 15, I encourage you to go and read that whole chapter because it's all about the seed and the seed of God's word. And it says that unless a seed falls into the ground and dies, it will not bring forth fruit. And so what is that, that's talking about a process, okay? Sometimes you receive a word from the Lord and, you know, people try to strive in the natural to make it happen, but really what the Lord is saying, until you let that seed die on the inside of you, it's never gonna bring forth fruit. And there's a process to that. And a lot of times people have to die to the thing that has been spoken over them, to the word that they feel like they've received. A lot of times you have to die to that uh, in order to in order for it to bring forth fruit. So I want to read, I have so many scriptures that I want to read, to be honest. But what I want to read is Jeremiah 1. Jeremiah 1, it says in verse 11, Moreover, the word of the Lord came to me, saying, Jeremiah, what do you see? And I said, I see a branch or a shoot of an almond tree. The emblem, and this is the amplified version, it says the emblem of alertness and activity blooming in late winter. Verse 12 said, then the Lord said to me, Jeremiah, you have seen well, for I am alert and active. I am watching over my word to perform it. So if you don't know anything about the almond tree, you may be thinking, why in the world is he having a vision of an almond branch? And the reason is because the almond tree is a very special type of tree. It is one of the first types of uh, trees that blooms in late winter. Like it almost starts blooming before it's even spring. So like at the first moment of spring, the almond tree is already blooming, like it's blooming. Like, it is not, like, you're not waiting for, like, the middle of spring to see this almond tree bloom. Like, it is right on, like, how do I describe this? Um, Like, as soon as spring arrives, it, boom, the almond tree is happening. And what's cool about this is that there is a scripture in Habakkuk. Hopefully, I don't butcher it. Many of y'all probably know it. It says that the vision the Lord gives you, it shall not be behind on the appointed day, like it shall not tarry. So, what I want you to understand, but it says, it says, uh, though the vision tarry. I'm sorry, I'm butchering it. Let me start over. In Habakkuk, it says, though the vision tarry, wait for it, because on the I'm butchering it again. On the appointed day, it shall not be behind hand. And that's in the Amplified. So basically, what it's saying is. Th- The word from God, it may seem like it's tarrying. It may seem like, okay, nothing's happening in the natural. It looks dead in the natural. You're growing that thing in your spirit. You're pregnant with the word of God, with the promise of God. And in the natural, you don't have anything to show for it yet. It's not manifested yet. But he says on the appointed day, it will come immediately. As in, like, as soon as the season for that word to come to pass in your life, it's not going to tarry one moment. At just the right time, God will bring his word to pass and it will be manifested in your life. An example of this is in the day of Pentecost. It says when the day of Pentecost had fully come, right? That's when the, the, wind, the, the wind came and the, earth, the, the building shook and they were filled with the Holy Spirit. So God knew the day of Pentecost, which was 50 days after the resurrection, that was the appointed day that God had chosen to release the Holy Spirit. That was the appointed day, not a day before, not a day after. The 50th day after the resurrection was the day that God had chosen to pour out the Holy Spirit. So, but understand that the Holy Spirit was not poured out at like 3 p.m. It it was, the Bible says, and when the day of Pentecost had fully come, the moment that day was in full, it was in its fullness. It was at nine o'clock in the morning, right in the morning, the, the, the first moments of the appointed day, God brought forth the, the, the word, the thing that had been prophesied, what Joel had prophesied, that in the last days, saith God, that he would pour out his spirit upon all flesh. So in the appointed time, God will not delay. And that's what you need to understand about God's word. God's word is on time. God's word is, And a lot of times, like I said, the seed is to fall into the ground. It's got to grow down roots. First comes the blade, then comes the ear, then comes the full corn in the ear. There is a process, but what you have to understand is that there is an appointed time and that God will fulfill his word in his time. Just like the almond tree is the first to, to bloom in spring. That's what Jeremiah had a vision of that. And God said, yes, Jeremiah, I am watching over my word to perform it. So one thing you have to understand is that God is watching over his word. And you have to believe that, that it may seem like in the natural, God has forgotten what he's spoken to you. But let me absolutely tell you that God has not forgotten what he's spoken to you. In Isaiah 55, it says, it says, um, is not the word that goes forth out of my mouth, like rain that comes down from heaven. It shall not return unto me void, but it will accomplish that for which I sent it. God's word never fails. So, whatever God sent his word to accomplish, you better believe that God's word is not going to return unto him void without accomplishing that for which it was sent. If there is a purpose for which God has sent forth his word, his word is not going to fail in the purpose for which it was sent. And that's powerful. Let me tell you right now that is powerful. And that brings me to another scripture that I want to read, which is in Acts chapter 5. Acts chapter 5. Uh, You know, they're all bent out of shape because Peter's preaching about the name of Jesus. And this guy, smart guy, I think his name is Gamaliel. Uh, Yes, Gamaliel. He stood up and spoke to the council. And he said, now in the present case, let me say to you, stand off and withdraw from these men and let them alone. Talking about Peter um, and John. It says, for if this, he said, for if this doctrine or purpose or movement is of human origin, it will fail. It will be overthrown and it will come to nothing. But if it is of God, you will not be able to stop it or overthrow it or destroy them. And you might even be found fighting against God. Say law. Gamaliel is a smart guy. Let me tell you right now. Because what he's saying is, if If this purpose is of human origin, it will fail. It will come to nothing. But if this is a purpose of God, if God is purposed to send forth his word to accomplish this thing, you better believe that no matter what human person tries to stop it, they will fail. You cannot stop the purposes of God. When God is set out to accomplish something, and and this is also in Acts um, twenty something, Acts twenty something, talking about Paul. Paul, God had revealed His purpose for Paul to go testify in Rome, and it's and it says on there that even though it was the will, it was the purpose of the men on the ship to kill all the prisoners, they were not able to succeed. Like their purpose was to kill Paul when he was on that ship. But they weren't able to because God had a purpose for Paul. Paul, he he gave him a word. He gave Paul a word. You will testify in Rome. And that word, that purpose of God caused those men, their purpose could not stand against the purpose of God for Paul's life. And you got to understand that. That God's word will not return void. God's word will accomplish that for which it was sent. God's purpose will be carried out as long as you receive it and you stand in faith in it. And Paul had received that word into his spirit and he declared it out of his mouth. And he said, yes, let it be as unto me as you have said. So that's why this is very powerful. So I just wanted to encourage you with that today, whatever you're believing God for, I just want to encourage you that there is no word from God that is impossible of fulfillment. There's nothing that you're believing for, that is too dead in the natural for God to to bring it about. All things are possible to him that believes. And I'm reminded again, last thing I'll say, of that story that the, the, the man who brought his son to Jesus, he said, if, if you're able to heal my son, Lord, please heal him. Jesus said, if all things are possible, if you will only believe. Basically, he was saying, there's nothing that's impossible for me. The question is not if I can do it for you. The question is not if I'm going to fulfill my word in, my, in your life. The question is, if you would just believe, are, are you going to believe? Because all things are possible to the person that believes, and there is no word from God that is impossible of fulfillment. So I want to tell you today that whatever you're believing God for, whatever promise you're standing on, whatever word you're standing on, I want to tell you today that God will do it in your life in Jesus' mighty name. This is Victoria. I just want to say thank you so much for listening and make sure that you subscribe. Share it with a friend. Share it on Instagram. Let me know that you're listening and I pray that these podcasts will continue to be a blessing to you.